know you're out there. I can feel you now. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. I'm going to show them a world without you. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you.
And welcome back, folks, to another edition of the Patriot Party Podcast. I am the Mick, and with me, of course, is my lovely, beloved better half. Velen. Hello, Patriots. And today we have a special guest joining us, uh, Lee Dundas, uh, who is an attorney uh, out in California. And I believe you have the rest of her bio <laughs> Yes. There. So Lee's a, a human rights attorney, uh, an abolitionist dedicated to preserving basic freedoms while also combating global injustices like child slavery and the peddling of medical tyranny disguised as progress. And supposedly Lee's career spans 30 years. I don't see how that's possible just by looking at her. Um, but I, I will say, Lee, I hear your favorite quote is uh, Fiat Justice Murat. Kellyam, let justice be done, though the heavens may fall. I love it because uh, that's kind of where we're at. So welcome to the Patriot Party, Lee. We're so excited to have you here with us today. Thanks for having me, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. And that is my favorite quote. And that's one of my favorite songs. You just played all four minutes of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. we do it for all of our guests. Yeah, we open every episode with a, a different song. And our listeners understand that um, the song is relevant to the topic uh, whatever that topic may be. So, you know, some they'll hear a song and they'll be like, oh, there's fire coming in this one. So uh, I think they're going to be saying that after this song. There's definitely fire coming in this podcast. So we're, we're very Here's excited. Open. Yes. <laughs> so uh, and, and you know, Lee, you have actually personally affected both of our lives. Um, and uh, and I spoke with you a little bit in Tulsa when we met you out there about how you affected my life, because when I still had a job, um, they, uh, they put a medical, uh, a mask mandate into place and I, uh, I had been furloughed and I came back and we went down to Tampa and we heard you speak and, uh, I, I always hated wearing a mask and then, uh, I, I just stopped wearing one and they started giving me a hard time about it. And one day my boss came to me and she was like, all right, you know, I get it, but everyone's giving me a hard time. You know, shit rolls downhill, so you're you you have to wear a mask. And I was like, actually, I don't. Um, and and if you'd like, you know, I'm sure I can reach out to this awesome attorney that I just met or I just heard speak, Lee Dundas, and she can tell you why I don't have to wear a mask. And uh, <laughs> my boss looked up your name, and I didn't hear a single word about wearing a mask after that, right up until the point where I walked out the door. Um, and more recently. Uh, Mick reached out for for some advice as well on on an issue that he's been having there, and I'll I'll let Mick take that one over. Well, they were just enforcing the vaccine. Uh, they were about to enforce the vaccine, and uh, we we live in Georgia too, which is just absolutely ludicrous in my mind because I was like, wait a minute, I thought we were in the state of freedom. Uh, right. What happened to freedom? I just throwing I that out there. Um, and uh, yeah, no, they uh, they tried enforcing the mask or not the mask, but the vaccine. And uh, I called, uh, talked to, I think it was your- Maureen. Yeah, your legal assistant. And uh, <laughs> I sent everything to her. I sent their little letter. And then uh, when we went to a meeting with the CEO, we dropped your name. We said, well, uh, I'm already in conversations with uh, Lee Dundas. And uh, wow, I've seen a lot of buttholes pucker really fast. But I've got to tell you, that guy was squeezing out diamonds at the end of that conversation after I said your name. He got immediately visibly shaken. And I was like, wow, uh, I didn't expect that to have that type of uh, effect. And it most certainly did have that type of effect. And uh, go figure, within not even a week's time, they came out and they said, well, yeah, we're going to... Um, rethink this we're going to put a stop on it temporarily so it's, because it's again still a possibility i'm i'm just so 
I'm 100% honest with my whole audience, and I have been from the beginning. I am vaccinated. I'm not against vaccines. I'm against the freedom of choice. And the second no, you're that, for the freedom of choice. No, yeah, I'm for yeah. the freedom against of choice. Tyranny. Against tyranny. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, knew uh, what you meant. <laughs> I saw a lot of guys who are going to have to, who haven't gotten, they stood up and said, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. And uh, my thing is, it's not about whether or not I believe in the vaccine or not. It has everything to do with the freedom of choice. And when you lose that freedom, it's one of your basic rights. Well, the next thing they're going to come and take is our guns. And the next thing they're going to take after that is our right to religion, children. children. I I can just see the rest of it just going to be a mess. So. Yeah, slippery slope. You gotta you gotta draw a line in the sand and, and stick to it. Otherwise, uh, you know what did Giuliani say after the election? Give them, give them an inch, they take a mile. Give them a mile, they, you know they'll take your country. And uh, boy, he was spot on when it comes to the last 19 months with that quote. So and it's just gotten worse and worse and worse as time has gone on. Yeah. So I, you've been yeah. fighting the good fight across the country against uh, everything. Um, can, tell yeah. tell us a little bit about some of the work that you've been doing. Well, you know, it started really uh, during the lockdown uh, at the beginning. I mean, last spring 2020, I just, uh, I do a lot of work in Southeast Asia. I fight human trafficking, as you guys probably know. And um, when you live and work in countries that have had recent genocides, or you're talking to people who escaped recent genocides, and by that I mean like the Cambodian genocide in the in the late 70s when I was a kid, you know, you can kind of, and they're living in tyranny. You know, you go to these brothel towns that have 140 child brothels and nothing else in modern day and then you're talking to other people when you're on the ground there who remember you know a genocide that killed you know millions of of Cambodians when I was in elementary school you kind of are steeped in the knowledge of what tyranny looks like in the here and now in a way that maybe the average soccer mom living in Orange County California would not be um and so I could see the writing on the wall. I've got a very good gut instinct, always have since I was a child. Um, and I use that gut instinct. It keeps me, it's kept me alive my whole life. And it keeps me alive in particular when I'm in these red light jihadi districts that not only are full of 140 child brothels, but, you know, they're getting bombed every single day of the year, except for maybe one month. I mean, I, the average in the province that we work in, in the south of Thailand on the Malaysia border is uh, 330 days a year, they're bombed because the radicalized Muslim insurgent suicide bomber folks are, you know, practicing their trade and they're doing it against, ironically, the children who are trapped in in brothels there. So um, you don't kind of live and work in that environment without having eyes in the back of your head. And as soon as this whole 14 day, 14 day lockdown came down, I was like, whoa, 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 that's not what this is. I started posting on Facebook. Before that, I just used Facebook for like we all did for birthdays and cute cat pictures. Um, And I came out and half my family disowned me. They're like, you're a conspiracy theorist and there's a real virus. And and how dare you start talking about tyranny because you're distracting from the real legitimacy of the virus that we need to, you know, I can hear you now okay, okay that's so we weird I don't yeah know that what was happened, weird so. okay so you were saying how much of that did you hear <laughs> you said uh, you said your family disowned you and said you were a conspiracy theorist yeah, my family disowned me. They said, how dare you distract from the real threat? Well, not all of my family, but, you know, cousins and various other extended family. And and uh, I'd like to look back at the last 19 months and say they were right. And I was just being at Chicken Little running around screaming about the sky falling and nothing happened. But pretty damn obvious now that they're dragging Aboriginal people out of the bush and using the military in Australia to do it and forcing them into detainment camps and forcing them to have a kill shot. Uh, you know, pretty obvious that um, I was not wrong, unfortunately. And so from that point forward, I quit fighting the child brothel industry and the largest, fastest growing crime in, in on the planet right now, which is human slavery. Yeah. Um, 
and I transitioned to screaming at Blue State Governors. And now when I get on airplanes, people are like, what do you do? I'm like, oh, yeah, for a living, I, I scream at Blue State Governors. And they're like, no, really. I'm like, yeah, really. It doesn't pay very well, but that's what I do because I'd rather do that than live in a FEMA camp and wish I had. So, um, you know, been just fighting the Vax passports, fighting against the mandates, fighting against the lockdowns, fighting to keep schools open and fighting against social distancing because people don't know that's a CIA war technique. It's the most effective way to break a human being down. It's more effective than physical torture. Uh, so people don't realize the harm, not just that putting your kids in a mask and sending them to school does, um, but social distancing them. Um, it is it is more effective at breaking human beings down than anything else. That's why uh, Senator John McCain came back from uh, the Vietnam POW camp, spending a half more than a half decade, I think, in, in isolation and said, go break all my long bones again, but don't ever isolate me. Um, and that's what we're doing to our children. I mean, they would be better off if we gave them a nice pick to do a frontal lobotomy and uh, gave them a fifth of Jack Daniels and some cigarettes because that is what we're doing. When you socially distance people, it's the equivalent of smoking 15 cigarettes a day and being um, an alcoholic. So now, yeah, your fifth grader would be better off with some Jack and Coke and uh, some cigs and, and a nice pick in their head. The, now, in, don't, don't tempt him because he might actually take that option. <laughs> I'm speaking figuratively for the leftists who are looking to censor me right now. In, in Southeast Asia, that was, uh, I'm going to guess Burma. Um, or was Thailand, it Cambod- Malaysia? Okay. Same golden poppy triangle, but yeah, it's all Thailand's here and you've got Laos yep. and Burma up above and China. And then, you know, it's, it's Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand. And then on the South of Thailand, you have the Malaysia yep. and the Malaysia is where you get the radicalized suicide Muslims, bomber yep. training ground. Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Wow. So I know, um, the last big push you had, you were, uh, calling for the nationwide walkout from November uh, up to November 11th, but I think it was the third to the, or the eighth to the 11th. Um, how, how did that go? Did, did you see a good result out of that? We did, and of course it was crickets from mainstream media, but about four days ago, um, all of the big networks, the legit ones, you know, Reuters, all those, were uh, carrying a story that said FTC is ordering Amazon, Walmart, Kroger, Tyson Foods, Procter & Gamble, and Heinz Craft to pony up uh, documents and information as to why their shelves are bare and their prices are sky high. And I'm like, oh baby, you need to look in your own damn backyard. That's because your illustrious leader decided to play a game of chicken with the blue-collar workers and they freaking won. <laughs> so yeah, the blue collar boys went on strike, and uh, you know you don't you don't want to play a game of chicken with them. They're the people who make our products. They make post-it notes. They make cups. They make cell phones. They make cute little books, um, and the clothing we use, and the food we eat, and all that good jazz. And they make the product, and they move the product. And uh, if you want to live in a first world country and not Lao. Uh, and not Cambodia and not where I work. Um, the things that make the first world country feel like a first world country is you can go into Target or Costco and buy any old thing you need from office paper to a new cell phone to a thing of bananas. And uh, when your shelves are bare and the prices are through the roof for those basic essential items, you start recognizing that something is drastically wrong. And so the truckers and the other folks who move big containers and the people who make stuff that they put in the big containers. Um, Procter and Gamble, I don't know if you saw that, they released a two or three minute video the employees did during the week of the nationwide walkout saying, you might not know who we are, you might not care who we are, but we're the people who make all this stuff. And it was like Crest, Palmolive, Colgate, your razor, your this, your that, your Pampers, your Tampax, your everything that you ever use that's not edible that you go to a store and buy. 
and uh, enjoy it while it lasts because we're not down with the vax mandate. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, these soccer moms in Orange County all the way to Texas and Michigan and Maine aren't going to know what hit them when they go to their store and it looks like Cambodia where I work. Um, and that's what we're starting to see. And, uh, you know, the fact that the FTC was ordering the big box stores to give over evidence as to why their shelves were bare is proof positive that that nationwide walkout worked, even though mainstream media didn't cover it. It worked like a charm. And the day after we announced it, I don't know if you guys know this, we did a little electronic flyer saying anybody who's anybody is supporting this from General Flynn to Bobby Kennedy to Simone Gold to Lynn Wood, everybody, even people who don't play nicely together, as you may have figured out over the last 10 days, um, even they were willing to set aside their differences and come out in support of this because they knew instinctually this was the checkmate move that we'd all been waiting for. You know, the rubber meets the road when the people get in the game. And uh, and within 48 hours of that coming out online, the White House walked it back. Uh, Zients, the coronavirus coordinator for Biden, came out and said, oh, y'all misunderstood. The lawyers got it wrong. That December 8th deadline, that was a suggestion. That wasn't really a hard date. Nobody's going to fall off a cliff and be fired. We're going to be dialoguing. It's going to be an interactive process. Oh, and by the way, at the end of this press conference, by the way, we're not expecting a supply chain disruption. I'm like, the hell you freaking aren't, or you wouldn't have just said that. And right after that, Bloomberg out, came out the next day and said in a, in a cute little screenshot, if the U.S. supply chain goes down, the global one will follow. So yeah, I think, uh, I think we're going to be in for a lean winter, and we're going to be supermodel skinny maybe at the end of it. And you know, that'll be great but nobody starves to death in a first world country so just go buy a case or two of chicken soup you'll be fine <laughs> no i i do remember peznasi coming out and she 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 said that exact thing that you just said and it made me laugh really hard because i was thinking to myself no 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 that's not the reason you're trying to make a reason up for something that you can't control and what you couldn't control were all those workers that said uh you have a good day and uh yep. And I've noticed, and it's really odd because I noticed Newsmax, uh, Newsmax, Fox News, all these other companies, these quote-unquote. Supposedly right-side-leaning yes, broadcasting. Broadcasting. They're, they're controlled opposition. They didn't, even, yeah. they didn't even cover it. And I was like, wow. No. Hmm. Well, and they, they can't. You know, they can't control us as much as they hope to, as much as they expected to. Um, but what they can control is the mandate on foreign workers coming in. Of course, the southern border doesn't count because, you know, that's a different issue. Different that's issue. a different story. Right. Um, but uh, you're the people that are physically unloading the cargo ships off the coast of California or here in Georgia, um, the truckers that are driving across the border from Mexico or Canada with goods now all have to be vaccinated coming into the United States. So I'm sure that also contributes to the supply chain disruption that we have going around because most of our goods come in from overseas at this point. Yeah, I mean, and and I was, we were, we were in like Flynn with the truckers. They had already planned a one day walkout on the 20th of November, but a lot of them played ball. They, they knew that you needed a multi-day boycott essentially. And I heard from all sorts of people, a lot of the truck stops were ghost towns. The product wasn't moving. Um, but you know, you have truckers who are just, if you look at their little Facebook groups and their threads and you follow their telegram and their conversation, they're like, yeah, we just won't go into California. If that blue state governor decides that, you know, he's going to mandate that we have to have uh, newer than 2011 engine in our truck, 
we'll just uh, we'll just hang out at the border. The supply chain was already having issues because of the idiocy of people like Governor Grusom, uh, who is now, as of this week, you know, helped mandate uh, the the evisceration of all of our gas-driven lawnmowers. So, you know, if your extension cord doesn't go longer than a normal extension cord, and your property is bigger than a postage stamp, uh, good luck getting your lawn mowed in California now, or a light bulb that's not crazy, you know, green wave icky. I, I mean, it's just it's just endless. So we had when I was flying out before the nationwide walkout, my Southwest pilot took us over the, the port of Long Beach and there were container ships stacked up from the port all the way past Catalina Island. I mean, it was already a, a goat rope prior to that, but you add in the nationwide walkout from 1145 Sunday night walking into that week. We had boys who live within a mile of the train tracks, freight train, not running. Union Pacific owns every inch of track my side of the Mississippi from Chicago down to New Orleans all the way to the Malibu coast and then BNSF owns everything on the eastern seaboard and those guys were just um, catching the Fauci flu they're not allowed to strike but that Fauci flu that keeps re-affecting Southwest and American pilots are also not allowed to strike unless they exhaust their collective bargaining techniques or, or remedies um, yeah it seemed to have jumped sectors it got very contagious you know Fauci said we were going to have a bad flu season careful what you wish for Fauci and so all of those guys it was a ghost town but you didn't hear about it because when pilots walk out you've got a you know lax terminal full of pissed off passengers tweeting and social media the guys walk off the freight train tracks and uh, and the truckers it's just it's just extra quiet but there's nobody there reporting it especially if mainstream media is not reporting it but you're going to feel it in the supply chain two three weeks later and that's what we're actually seeing right now so it was a it was a resounding success if you look to the ftc's order to amazon um and all the big guys to pony up documents about why their shelves are bare but we knew going in i knew going in what was going to happen um and z trains i don't know if you know this there's these things called z trains and those trains are guaranteed on time arrivals yep. and if they miss their arrival time the railroad eats the cost you want to start bankrupting a billion dollar business that's a good way to start the z trains apparently were parked from uh, from rumor out on, out in the people who know oh, well we we felt it as well because we happened to be out in denver at the time and um where we noticed our flight was uh, much uh, the first flight that we were on uh, going out there wasn't a problem coming back was the issue on the 10th uh, um, yeah we came back on the yeah. 10th and uh, wrong day to do that yeah, bad our timing first, on our part our first flight was actually good but our second flight w once we landed in Atlanta it had gotten delayed twice and I was sitting there going um, okay this is interesting and uh, yeah. we waited actually this is the first time though we had flown back in didn't have an issue until we got back to the airport which was really interesting but um, yeah, yeah no that was all very interesting yeah, I mean, I heard from my pilots I was flying that week. I had pilots ratting out Raytheon. They're like, Raytheon was a hot mess. And I'm like, and you know this is a pilot? I'm like, wow. Uh, another pilot that week was like, you know, seven, once they realized who I was, seven out of 10 U.S. Army, I just got out of the Army, seven out of 10 U.S. Army aren't vaccinated and have already gotten written up once on their way to a dishonorable discharge. I'm like, wow, is that going to hold? They're like, yeah, they're Army. They don't give a, you know, a rat's behind. I'm like, great. So, you know, we had industries ratting out other industries. The Epoch Times article that dropped Sunday night prior said they had interviewed people at Honeywell, Raytheon, uh, Thomson Reuters. Thomson Reuters, people don't know what they do. They create intel profiles, intelligence profiles on everybody in the world. Yep. So when you go to the bank to open up a new B of A account or a Chase you know, account or whatever, whoever you bank with, and you're waiting for like 15 minutes and your kid is crawling up your leg, mommy, can we go yet? Like, why are we here? And you're like, holy cow, what is taking so long to just like, I signed the document, like just open me an account. They're running your name through a database to make sure that you're just Joe Blow and not a member of the Mexican drug cartel laundering money. 
that they should not be opening an account for. Correct. I, I've, I've seen that actually on more than one occasion. I was in the military for 21 years. And they, where I they worked pull from all their intel pro everybody who's in Yeah, no, we, uh, where Wait, we, you cut out. Yeah, it was, uh, okay. Zoom, of course, uh, yeah. uh, and we can't get off of Zoom. I can't get away from it. I've tried to find another platform to use, and I just can't get off of freaking Zoom. But yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I the, know. The um, we I was in the military for 21 years, and I worked w very closely with the CIA on several different occasions. I saw exactly where a lot of that stuff comes from, and I know a couple of those companies that you just mentioned are right yeah. there, and uh, they well, offer information. You know Freely almost. Yeah, yeah. And, and Thomson Reuters, I mean, you think your bank is what makes your banking world go round, but they're dependent in a very domino-style fashion on the intelligence provided by another entity. Well, that's Thomson Reuters. Similarly, you know, Honeywell, Raytheon, they're making the stuff that makes our buildings, you know, go, like the temperature and the Fahrenheit and the H, like, you know, and then yesterday, I think, it, no, actually it was two days ago, um, the same reporter who did the piece on the nationwide walkout on November 7th dropped another piece. And I had said this in Dallas on Friday. I was a keynote speaker at a church there. And I said, you know, it's it's partly a numbers game. Obviously, if, you know, 100 pilots walk off the job, that makes an impact. But there's more than one way to skin a cat. Two air traffic control guys walking off the job can also close an entire airport town, <laughs> regardless of whether the pilots show up or not. So or sometimes an entire post, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's who they are. So this uh, this report comes out over the weekend in Epoch Times saying, is Biden's vaccine mandate jeopardizing our nuclear infrastructure? As you probably know, having been in the service, our nuclear stuff, I didn't know this until this month, our nuclear stuff is like six entities around the U.S. And together they completely have our entire nuclear defense offense capability wired tight. And some of these guys are triple PhDs and they have like a hundred years of experience between them and their brother. And these two guys have worked for 35 years at this nuclear plant. And guess what happens if they walk off? Not good stuff happens. <laughs> I'm not a big science math guy. I don't need to be an Einstein to understand really bad stuff happens when you don't have the nuclear guys show up to work. You've just got a big old sign on your back saying for sale to China now or, you know, come take us over. And uh, and obviously when you look at who's the least vaccinated, there's this weird correlation. It's the most educated, the PhDs who are running nuclear facilities for our country, and the least educated, the people who are immigrants from other countries, and they were a doctor in wherever, but now they're working as a janitor, not because they're dumb, but because they were fleeing a communist regime and they know to, to not trust their government. So those are the guys, the pockets of the least vaccinated. You don't want some of these triple PhDs walking off their jobs. No, Just saying. Not at all. Just and, saying. And to boot with that, you said, you know, Jacksonville. The air traffic controllers, they just took one day and said, see ya, and they, a whole shift didn't show up for work. And yep. all of the flights flying into the su southeast coast all had to be diverted to other airports because the air traffic yes. controllers in Jacksonville decided, eh, we're not going to go to work today because you're trying to force us to take a death shot. And they... Uh, whoop. You came back. You were muted for half sentence, but you're back. So weird. It is weird. <laughs> this thing is acting up today. But uh, yeah, the again, Jacksonville was another perfect example of that walkout. And I was like, hey, I, I, I don't know what else to say. People are doing it. I, I think more and more Americans are waking up to it. Would that be your take? I mean, do you believe that this is actually getting somewhere? Or do you believe that we're just kind of... Uh, we're talking to the same people. We're in a, our own little mirror box that we're here in echo chamber, whatever you want to call it. We're in our own little world and nobody's really getting the message. 
No, we're waking people up. I mean, bombs wake people up in real war, and they serve a purpose. You hear a bomb exploding, you're, you're suddenly yanked out of your normal day-to-day -day thing. You're like, wow, what's going on? You're forced to take stock of what's going on in a new unit of time with your awareness up. Um, often you're driven into apathy and fear, but then that's followed by action, like, wow, the bombs are continuing to drop. I don't want to be in a crumbling building. Let me get to somewhere safe. Um, and what we're seeing is even though this isn't a traditional war, the bombs are starting to go off. When people go to do Black Friday shopping, when they go to do Christmas shopping right now, like my mom, and I'm like, hey, mom, where are your sweet potatoes and your yams? And she's like, they didn't have them at the store. I mean, I went to Sprouts and a couple different grocery stores this last week for my Christmas party. Couldn't find basic makings for lasagna. You know, I'm like, wow, I'm a victim of my own success, success helping these guys get a microphone and a platform by which to, to launch their nationwide walkout. Um, that makes people in middle America wake up. They're like, oh, what is going on? And they start Googling and they start looking at alternate sources. Um, CNN couldn't break a million viewers last month. That's a good thing. People are going to people like you who are actually purveying truth now. Um, and they're backfilling their holes. They're, they're restudying World War II. They're learning about Operation Mockingbird. They're learning about, you know, I, I didn't know about MK Naomi. That was a CIA program where they decided they were behind the KGB back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and they wanted to catch up because the KGB had manufactured poison darts that they could blow dart people and kill them with. Um, and we were behind the eight ball. We were, we were late to that arms race, so to speak. So Operation MK Naomi was hatched. Um, uh, what kind of uh, toxins could we create? They devised a shellfish toxin where you could drop a, a bullet that was the size of um, the width of a human hair and only a quarter inch long, and you could dip it in the shellfish toxin. And when it touches the person, it makes your fingers tingle and your lips and your, and your fingers and hands get tingly. And 10 seconds later, you die a painless paralytic death. Yep. And then they had an array of James Bond weaponry that they created to launch these blow darts into other people. And that was something that came to light in the church uh, meetings. You know, Congressman Frank Church in the 70s, the, the Congress did this whole workup on MKUltra and MK Naomi and all these super secret CIA programs where they'd been doing this heinous stuff and the American public had not been the wiser. Um, and now, you know, people, even people who are kind of in the know, like me, I'm like, wow, I never knew that program existed. And I, I gave it its due when I was on the microphone three days ago in Dallas. And, uh, and we're waking up, and that's what needs to happen. And uh, I don't think we're just, for me anyway, I'm not continuing to speak to an echo chamber, partly because people like to Facebook Live me who are in my echo chamber, but then they come up to me afterward at a Clay Clark event and they go, hey, a blue state Democrat died in the wool lawyer who, loves, you know, de Blasio and Cuomo, just listen to your speech, analogizing, you know, child rape and communism and tying it into what we're seeing this year. And they texted me, they get it and they're never going back. And I'm like, okay, well, we have another convert. So <laughs> one at a time, baby. And there's, there's been many of those I've, I've watched, uh, we've all watched. I think everybody's seen, uh, what's his name? Russell Brand. I mean, he's got his own YouTube channel yeah. now that all covers down really? on, oh yeah. Russell, Russell Brand, Brand has is... taken the hard red pill. Yep. Yes. He realized. I hadn't even heard. Yeah, Wild. He uh, he has yeah. his own YouTube channel now. He posts his own videos. Railing about against how they're all they're lying to all of us. Yep. Everything is a deception, and um, it's 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 amazing. Like I just t pop in and watch every once in a while just to 
just to get all that warm and fuzzy feeling inside because I'm like, yay, we have another convert, one who's reaching millions of people. Same thing with Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe Rogan has the biggest platform in the world right now, and he's taking that hard red pill as well. And, yep. and he's he wakes more people up on, on a daily basis than I mean, obviously all of us combined at this, this point. The so. Gupta yeah. interview obviously still has the most listens and the most watches, but it, it's probably one of the funniest. I love to watch that guy get a little antsy in his pants because he does, yeah. especially when he yeah. starts asking the question, wait a minute, you are the medical advisor for CNN. What were you doing? You know it's not horse paste. You yeah. know it's an actual yeah. drug. But uh, we, yeah. we've well, done a lot of that. Yeah, we, we have. Um, what, waking people up? No, or, or well, the, yeah, go ahead. The ivermectin? Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, he's pushing me into this. Actually, so my mom got COVID like six weeks ago, right before we went to Denver. And now she has AFib, and she's 65, and she is not vaccinated because we're allergic to everything. We're allergic to everything synthetic, so we don't get traditional vaccines. We're definitely not getting this one. And my dad right. is full-blown um sheeple, you know, brainwashed. He actually said to me at one point, he was like, are you saying that everything that's on the news is a lie? So, um, so yeah, so my mom got COVID and my, my dad, um, is brainwashed. And, and at one point he said to me, he was like, so everything the news tells us is a lie. And I was like, yes, dad, that's, that's absolutely the case. Everything they say is a lie. Um, so when my mom got COVID, uh, probably from one of her vaccinated friends because they just come back from South Carolina hanging out with everyone vaccinated. And oh. she got COVID. And my dad, you know, like one day she's like, oh, I don't feel good. I think I've got the flu. And then the next day she tests positive And my dad's like, oh, my God, you're going to die. You know, like, no, mom, you're not going to die. So I called Dr. Stella. Um, and, yeah. you know, she's amazing. And and I was like, hey, Dr. Stella, my mom's got COVID. And uh, she was like, no problem. I went online, you know, filled out the form for the teledoc visit. She, yeah. we got a call the next day. They overnighted her ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, which we actually, we forewent the hydroxychloroquine because she does have AFib and we just wanted to be careful. Mm -hmm. She only took ivermectin, vitamin D, vitamin C and zinc. And four days, she was better, right? A 65 year old woman with AFib cured in four days with ivermectin. It's not of horse pace and it actually works. And yeah. as Mick wants me to say, we use the promo code defiant at drstellamd.com to save 5%. So <laughs> no, you just always slip that in. I do always slip that in. Um, but you know, we've been winning a lot or it feels like we've been winning a lot. It feels like the tides are turning, right? The sixth, uh -huh. uh, the sixth circuit court of appeals nixed the, uh, the Medicare, Medicaid, yeah, the Medicare, Medicaid, um, they also mandate. ruled against Biden on the, uh, what is it? The OSHA mandate as well. I mean, I'm sure you're tracking that stuff a lot more. What does that mean to the average, you know, American who doesn't understand the legal prowess of what exactly is going on with the sixth circuit court of appeals saying no. I had not seen, when did that come out? I think <laughs> this is horrible. Yes. Yesterday. yesterday? Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. The sixth, uh, sixth circuit court of appeals, um, nixed the, the mandate entirely, uh, said it is unconstitutional. They shut it down across the country and it's not really, what does that mean to the people? What does that mean to employers? Because even though, and, and I think maybe a lot of them hadn't heard this news yet because it's not been broadcast <laughs> on mainstream media, right? I think it's in the Epic times or gateway pundit or, you that's, know, that's where I got yeah, it from on, was Epic times. Yeah. Um, but, uh, employers don't know this and they are still pushing the mandate on their employees, even though, even when, you know, even when they, the, the court of appeals had just put a hold on it, employers are still pushing it. So, I mean, yeah. are they then, are employers, if the mandate's been stopped by the courts and employers are still pushing it on their employees, 
are they then liable for any damage that occurs from the vaccine to their employees? You know, I had looked at a, a whistleblower had dropped me an internal memo, as I recall, and this was weeks ago now, um, and it was talking, it, it, basically, whatever it was, and I'm going to not do this justice, but the feds had their own internal memo saying, we recognize because we're forcing employers to do this, that it takes it outside the normal um, safe harbor provision, if you will, that would preclude liability um, in the event people were injured by the vaccine. And we recognize that there is going to be liability because if the employer forces it on their employee and the employee gets ill, there's going to be liability. And I thought, wow, that's, and you know, I've, you would think I would like keep track of stuff like that, but I'm getting stuff like that every hour. <laughs> and it all starts to, even for the lawyers, it kind of starts to blur, but, um, I'm literally Googling right now. Uh, wow. Um, while rejecting his moot, the Biden admin's attempt to overturn a hold on the mandate. So where we were prior to this, I need to read up on this. Uh, my bad. I had a Christmas party at my house on uh, the evening of the 4th, and I was, like, beat to heck all day yesterday. I was, like, so jacked mentally and physically from, like, my whirlwind. I had taken a keynote um, speaker position in Dallas, and I had flown out of John Wayne in Orange County Friday morning and back in at, like, just before midnight Friday night and then decided to do this whirlwind holiday party at my house. It was, don't ever let me do that again. Anyway, so yesterday I was not actually, my phone was just not on, and apparently I missed a huge ruling. But prior to that, we had the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on Friday, November 12th, issuing their blistering, as CNN called it, opinion, um, stating that Biden was all wet behind the ears. This was not going to fly. Uh, you know, they called it a fatally flawed mandate. They said OSHA could not be doing this. They went through the history on OSHA's emergency powers, because what Biden had issued was basically a bad press release asking OSHA to do his dirty work and saying, hey, it's an emergency, so you can use your emergency powers to force this on the American workplace. And the, the courts were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, OSHA's wheelhouse is protecting American workers from workplace hazards. How in the heck is a virus that's living in a Chinese woman's body and a Swedish man's body a uniquely American workplace hazard like asbestos would be or something? It's not. Second of all, they've only used their emergency powers 10 times in the last 55 years. And every single time they've used them, except for one time, it was overturned, overturned as unconstitutional. So the notion, even when there was a legit hazard, like with asbestos, so the notion that it was going to hold water this time, slim to none, if anybody had actually done their research. And they called them out. And they and they basically said, buddy, this is fatally flawed. You can't do that. The fact that you're saying it's an emergency on a global pandemic that we have all weathered very well for the last two years, and that OSHA itself took two months to get out in front of after you gave them their marching orders, belies the fact that this is is not really what you're saying what it is. Um, it's not really a true emergency. And we think what you're actually trying to do, your actual reason is to force uptake of the vaccine by any means necessary. And we're not allowing it. OSHA needs to stand the hell down. It was a beautiful opinion. So I looked at that opinion and thought that's probably going to stand. And it sounds like based on what you're telling me, the Sixth Circuit did yesterday, it did stand. At that point, um, OSHA even backed off because they were very clear. The last sentence of that Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals opinion was OSHA will take no further steps to enforce or implement this mandate. So then a couple days later, we saw OSHA say, 
We understand we're not going to try to enforce our mandate. But you had all of these rogue employers just going, we're going to do it anyway. And I'm like, and you're going to get your ass handed to you, just like Biden did when he said, oh, ignore the federal courts. We can do what we want. And then the Fifth Circuit said, no, you can't, buddy. You're going to feel the wrath of a three-judge three circuit panel right now. And uh, and that's, I think, why that, that opinion was so beautifully blistering. Um, but then right after that, we had the CMS Medicare, uh, different federal courts saying, can't do it. If you're taking Medicare, Medicaid money, and you think you're going to force your workers to get a vaccine because of the mandate, no. Um, and then right after that, Kentucky, Ohio, and Tennessee, their attorney generals, attorney, attorneys general moved to block uh, the federal contractor provision of the mandate. Federal court agreed with them. So really from all the different angles of this Rubik's Cube that you could look at it from, we had court after court after court, different courts saying, the mandate can't stand. The mandate can't stand. The mandate can't stand. And uh, when you took that cumulatively, I was like, okay, we're finally getting the courts in the game and doing what they needed to be doing and coming to the right result because this is hellaciously unconstitutional. The notion that you could predicate somebody's job on a jab, particularly a jab that is this toxic to this many people and has created tens of thousands of deaths at this point with a 99% known underreporting rate of side effects, um, you know, it, it just should not be any. It's, it's disallowed under the Nuremberg Code. It's disallowed under federal law that says you can't mandate things that are still experimental, which this is still experimental. Um, so in a lot of from a lot of perspectives, we were sitting pretty. We just needed the courts to to grow a pair, grow a spine and actually step out and do what they needed to do. And they did. But they didn't do that until the workers went on strike for four days. And so the workers need to really really take a win on this and recognize it was only when the court of public opinion had shifted in mass that the courts finally had the cover fire they needed to actually step out and do what they did. And the courts do not ever uh, get out in front of the court of pu public opinion. Should black children have been going to school with white children long before uh, Brown versus Board of Education? Hell yeah. But they weren't. Why was that? The courts were too afraid to do the right thing until Martin Luther King and the Civil Rights Movement had fertilized the ground. So we need to keep doing what we're doing in the streets. Don't stop. Well, let, let me ask you this, Lee, because the law only works if both sides agree to obey it, right? The Constitution is only valid if all sides agree to adhere to it. And I feel like the other side, I mean, Biden claims to have been in the Senate for 120 years and graduated from the top of his class in law school, right? Such a man should know the law and the Constitution inside and out. Of course, we know that that's one of Biden's many lies, but um, he obviously has holds no weight in the law or the Constitution. We joke that, you know, when uh, when he said his butt's been wiped, that they used the Constitution to do that. And, <laughs> you know, I mean, it. but it, it's true because... The courts come down and say, you can't do this. And Biden says, we'll do it anyway. We, we don't care. So what what is the enforcement arm of the courts? What is I mean, how do they how do they make it stick? Because they can write opinions all day long and they can talk great stuff. But well, how do we eventually make it there are sanctions against agencies that are trying to enforce when they're not supposed to because it's already been held to be unconstitutional and unenforceable. And so that gets the agencies to back off. So then at that point, you don't have boots on the ground to do the enforcement. And then you just got a rogue set of employers going, well, we're going to do it because we heard three months ago that Biden said we should in a press release. Um, and then it's incumbent at that point on the uh, harmed and aggrieved workers to get together and hire a lawyer to take 
that employer uh, to court. And then again, then you have rulings that, that, you know, reinstate, like you saw the Second Circuit Court of Appeals, one of the ones I forgot to mention earlier. Second Circuit came out on November 28th-ish, give or take a day, if I'm not mistaken. And they said, New York educators cannot be put on unpaid leave and have their religious exemptions denied. You need to go back to the drawing board, let them reapply and actually legitimately analyze these exemptions and grant them where they're where they have merit. Um, and you start getting recalculations and recalibrate recalibrations like that. And eventually you get a critical mass. But it's incumbent on the people to hold the line and enforce their rights. And does that mean, yeah, you walk off the job if the lawyers aren't getting it done in the courts? Yes. Uh, but when you know, in conjunction with that, these lawyers need to be hiring, or sorry, these workers need to be hiring lawyers to fight their corner. And you fight the corner and then your company gets sued and there's damages that flow in a reinstated position. Is it a long, hard fight? In some cases, yes, it might be, but better that than ending up in a FEMA camp, which is where we're headed right now if we don't hold the line. So well, did you say Governor Inslee over this weekend uh, launched FEMA into the streets with the vaccine to help the people? Yep. Ronald Reagan quote comes to mind here. Scariest nine words in the English language. Are, I'm, we're here I'm from, from the government. The government and we're here I'm to help. here to help. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that doesn't happen that way. We quote That's him exactly a lot. Yeah. So, but so looking we, at the, uh, if you, you look at it too, because there is, I'm trying to actually find you the story. I just sent you the story on the uh, shutdown that where the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals shut down um, the OSHA mandate. And it, you're exactly right. It was December 3rd. It was the decision and the ruling was on the December 3rd agreement. And uh, the court came to a, an agreement and uh, they shut it down. They said it's unconstitutional. Um, Biden can't enforce it. Not only that, they also went in further about it and said, look, there are so many states that are not OSHA certified states. For instance, I live in a state that is not an OSHA state. You, What are you going to wow. do to enforce it on us? You can't even, you can't even begin to think about enforcing right. it on us. We're not OSHA and we're not from the government and we're not here to help. But the other one is the Fifth Circuit, which is, again, the Fifth Circuit's popped up because the Fifth Circuit also ruled on the Medicare Medicaid mandate as well. And they said, no, 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 no. That's not how this works. Because, again, directly, uh, for instance, there's employers out there that are saying, oh, well, according to Medicare Medicaid, you guys get money from no they, nobody gets money directly from Medicare and Medicaid. The only people that get money directly from Medicare and Medicaid are who? Those insured through Medicare and Medicaid, not companies. Companies do not collect money. They collect a profit or a, um, a monies from the government. They, they do not directly collect from Medicare and Medicaid. So a federal judge there blocked that one as well, and that one is now in the Fifth Circuit, and I guarantee they're going to push it to the Sixth because I know how the liberal lawyers work. That'll go back to the Sixth Circuit. And judging by what the Sixth Circuit already did with the OSHA mandate, I'm actually looking forward to that one because I think that's going to be a real telltale as to where we go from here. And I think that one's yeah. going to really uh, push where the rest of this goes. And I mean, what recourse does the federal government have now? You know, they just keep doing the song and dance in front of various federal courts, but eventually you kind of come to the end of that road where you can't just shop it around endless federal courts hoping you get a, a blue lawyer who's going to agree with you. I mean, the Fifth Circuit really came out strong. I mean, they hit Biden hard in that 22-page opinion. And I'm looking at a recap right now of what I missed over the weekend. Um, you know, in the Sixth Circuit, I knew going into it, they were 11-16 Republican. I, I just don't think he's going to fare any better in the, in the uh, Sixth Circuit. And reading a recap of how he fared over this weekend with the initial one, 
not looking good for Biden. Um, eventually, it all gets exhausted. I mean, you can appeal it from there. You end up in the Supreme Court. But, uh, you know, the Supreme Court has been notoriously cowardly about, I mean, they should have jumped into the fray after November of 2020, and they didn't. They just punted. So are they going to do that again? Maybe. Or do they take it up? Maybe. At that point, if we have numerous strong opinions from these federal circuit courts of appeals, three-judge panels saying, you can't do it through OSHA. It's not their wheelhouse. They're, they're outside you know, the reservation on trying to pull powers in that they lack. You can't do it this way. You can't do it that way. Is the Supreme Court going to go against that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I don't see that necessarily happening. So, again, what I've been telling the, the common worker is hold the line. You're not doing yourself any favors quitting. Like, make them fire you minimally if, if you're of a mind to do that. Um, and then you've got some recourse where you can go shop it to a, an employment law lawyer and say, hey, I've got a wrongful termination case, I think. Um, but give it a minute, you know, play the delay game, you know, just, oh, I'll get you my exemption, I'll get you my this, but give the courts a minute to get to get these rulings out. And they're starting to do that. And uh, it's not going well for Biden. Every, every, everything I've Googled in the last 10 minutes and prior to this weekend, you know, he's been knocked repeatedly. There's not a single favorable Biden administration vaccine mandate rule out there to be had right now that I can see. Uh, that's and what that's I found. Telling. Yeah. That's well, all I can find. You know, Lee, it's uh, we all theorize about who's really controlling Biden's puppet strings. You know, some people think it's Dr. Jill or Susan Rice or Ron Klain or Xi Jinping. Um, and I heard a great talk by Dr. David Elliott uh, about how the insurance companies actually control everything. The life insurance companies and the health insurance companies are behind everything. And he puts it all together in a very interesting way. I'll, I'll shoot you the video. It's awesome, actually. Um, yeah. But now we're hearing that insurance companies are imposing fines on people, like monthly fees, $275 for anyone that's not vaccinated, or that they are threatening corporations to withhold insurance. Basically, they, they can't get insurance for their employees unless all of their employees are vaccinated. And then, you know, if you don't have insurance, you don't have a business essentially, right? Because health insurance is required by the federal government to provide to your employees now. So, um, one of one of two things one. is going to happen. The courts are going to knock that down as also being something that's not kosher <laughs> on whatever theory that's brought. I mean, you know, you've got all these companies who are just en masse denying religious exemptions. I'm like, oh, you can't do that. You just can't do that. That's like saying every blind man with a dog can't come into my store. I'm like, you just federal law that says, well, the body on, you know, of, of law and Supreme Court stuff as it relates to religious is you don't even need to be a member of a certain religion. You don't even need to be a member of organized religion it's whether you have a sincerely held belief and that's the beginning and end of the analysis so all of this well have you ever eaten a skittle or had diet coke or had a flu shot because we think you're a christian and we think that you're objecting based on the aborted fetal cell argument and if you really believe that you would never have taken a tylenol it's not the supreme court standard on religious exemptions guys <laughs> let me tell you um and i think that's going nowhere fast but um either the courts are going to do what they're doing in the context of the context of the vaccine mandate itself and say no you also can't come in the side door and try to do by hook and crook what we told you you couldn't do through the front door or you're just going to have a huge marketplace for new insurance companies and new whatevers to come up and say we're insuring patriots 
period, full stop, you know? And you don't, I, I see it all the time. You know, dentists come up to me and they're like, I'm unvaccinated and, but I'm not out, you know, I'm not, I'm not out. Like I'm Jewish, but I'm not out and I don't want to advertise that I'm treating Jewish people in Nazi Germany. And I'm like, dude, you just need to step out, like step out of the closet already. Hang a sign out saying I'm only willing to treat unvaccinated people. And I myself and all my staff are unvaccinated. You'll have a line from freaking, you know, Arizona to Maine, because I'm telling you something, I'm not having a guy who got the second Pfizer shot use his hands gloved or ungloved right against my gums for a half hour the next time I need dental work done. And I feel the same way that half the country probably feels on this right about now. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is people just don't have any idea how unvaccinated the world really is because people are getting vaccinated, in yeah. air quotes, yeah. Yeah. in I, order to go to the restaurant or to fly or to keep their job. But even even when you take the I got my vaccine crowd out of it, just the people who are actually holding the line openly. When I was talking to these Fortune 500 companies, the guys who make the product, move the product, the blue collar guys, they were anywhere from 30 to 73 percent unvaxxed. Some of the white color ones too. I'm talking agencies. I'm talking national agencies. I'm talking ones that you would like be shocked as heck if I were to drop their little acronym right now. I'm talking, we have state health officers in the health boards that are issuing these things who are like, I'm not down with the program. People in courts, people in probation, people controlling our water, our dams, our power, our sanitation. It's not just the firefighters and the teachers, guys. And they're like, we've done the math at our company and we're 73% undoxed. And I'm like, wow, then just walk out. You hold all the cards. Your company's not going to be able to turn a profit if more than half their workforce doesn't show up. Yeah. And we're already seeing that happen. I mean, fire stations in New York are closing down. We got fire stations in LA now. You know, enjoy your third world country after the unvaxxed or marginalized because they'll do what the Jews did. They'll reorganize and come back a decade longer owning everything. Like people are just going to create their own hospitals, their own dental, you know, bright smile dentals for patriots. Yeah, it's a matter of time. Shopping, I, I hope so. shopping networks. New for York Patriots. is going to be a ghost town soon. De Blasio this morning just said that private employers now have to um, ensure that all of their employees are vaccinated. So De Blasio is putting out a statewide mandate for anyone that works in the state of New York has to be vaccinated, whether they work for the government or they work for a private employer. Period. Because he knows he's out, so he doesn't care. Um, so you know. Well, the problem the problem is they're squeezing out all the people who give a damn about the Constitution and got the vaccine and the unvaccinated. Because those people are like, it's now or never. So they're just leaving to go to the red states by the millions, really, at this point. Oh, I know. And I... you're you're going to be left with an exclusively vaccinated workforce who's required to get every booster. And what we're already starting to see is it's the double jabbed who are filling the hospitals. Reports are coming out of Europe right now. 70% of the people coming in are double jabbed. We're seeing it here. The hospitals are just lying. They have given marching orders to their doctors and, law and lawyers, their doctors and nurses, don't ask about vaccine status anymore. The nurses who give a damn are writing double back got the second vaccine yesterday and now you know stroke heart attack whatever the the thrombo side effect is but but they're just they're just lying because really the people who are in the hospital right now are the guys who got the vax not the people who are unvaxxed and they're going to decimate their own workforce there's going to be just nobody left in the blue states soon yeah they'll I, be sick and dying i know i i hate being rightly and i i say this all the time because when i'm right it usually means that hundreds of thousands of people are going to die or are dying and unfortunately right. i found myself more and more right um in in the past year where people used to call me a crazy conspiracy theorist you know back last february when i went back to work after being furloughed for a year i was in a manager's meeting and and uh, i don't know they had like 
HLN or whatever on the on the news, and uh, and I saw something, and I was like, oh, it's coming. They're gonna require you to have boosters here soon. All of you people that have already hadn't had that poison uh, death shot pumped into you, you know, they're they're afraid it might be a placebo because they've unblinded the studies and didn't keep good enough track. So they're going to give you all the booster to make sure that you get an extra special dose of poison. And uh, I was like, and then they're going to require you to show your papers just like they did in Nazi Germany. So now you're going to know what the Jews felt like. And they were like, yep. and, and I mean, you know, I, I was just as dramatic saying it then as I did just now um, because that's how you get your point across, right? And they were yeah. like, oh, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Oh, you and your crazy conspiracies. And and here we are with boosters and, and you know, papers and uh, a reoccurrence of Nazi Germany in 1933. So, <clears throat> um, you know, history repeats itself. You know that. And uh, Yeah, if it, you don't learn, learn from the, the past, you're doomed to repeat it. And, and that's really what's going on. And it's ironic to me that people don't see it. I'm like, did every single person sleep through like World War II history class in high school? Like, how, how can we be not putting the parallels together? I know it's a little bit easier for me to do it because I live in countries that are, you know, war torn. But, but my goodness, people like, listen to the folks coming here from other countries who are like, I'm here from Cuba. I'm here from Venezuela. I'm here from Poland. I'm here from China. I'm here from North Korea. This is how it started. Like, listen to them. They're sounding the alarm for a reason. They are the subject matter experts. And, uh, but people don't get it. You know, I grew up with tyranny. Um, I had a great, one great parent, one awful parent, but I learned early and I learned uh, the hard way. You turn the cheek, you get the other one slapped. Like, and, and that is not how you deal with a bully. It's not how you deal with a tyrant. It's not how you deal with Hitler. Um, you hold the line. And if you think, you know, for all the people moving to Tennessee right now, God bless you. It's not like I haven't shopped in Tennessee. Um, we've all got our plan B's and C's, but let me tell you something. That's not how we got rid of Hitler. You didn't just run away from Hitler. Everybody who fled to Argentina and America, that's not what got rid of Hitler. What got rid of Hitler was when FDR and Churchill got in the game. Granted, after their own countries had been bombed and Pearl Harbor happened and all that. But, but what happened is finally some people held the line and fought Hitler down where he was standing. And you don't run away from tyranny. If you do that, you end up speaking German and we'd all be still living in like the Third Reich. So wow. we need to hold the line. It, it works way better the earlier you do it. If you think you're going to hold the line better when you're in the position of the aboriginal bush people right now when you've got the shirt on your back no access to money because it's frozen your bank account and the military is on your butt in the middle of the night and you're cowering behind a bush if you think that's the time to fight tyranny down you're freaking wrong get off your damn couch already pick a side and i've been saying pick a side for a year stop i'm not, that's not the right thing to say right now pick an action that you're going to do every day if you're not spending at least as much time fighting tyranny during your day yeah i know you've got kids so do i yeah i know you need to go to work guess what i haven't worked in 19 months I haven't had a paycheck since March 14th, 2020. Am I hard up? Yeah, I'm hard up. Do I give a damn? No. Because your money is going to be what you light the fire with when you're living off the grid in the middle of the damn forest because that's all it is at the end of the day. It's paper and it's going to be worthless at the rate this country is going. You fight tyranny down and you spend as much time doing it as if a bomb went off, an actual bomb went off in your backyard yesterday because guess what they are? And you need to treat it like what it is. And then and only then do we win. And I know we're going to win. People eventually always wake up. The world woke up to Hitler. But it's a hell of a lot easier if you shorten the runway. And that's really what we need to do and that's really the 
call to action right now is get off your damn couch every single day, brush your teeth and be like, okay, what am I going to do for four hours today to fight tyranny? And maybe it's going to the school board meeting. Maybe it's spending three hours coming through all the stuff that we've been talking about and getting that data sent out to all your friends on email and texts and social media. Whatever it is, you need to be raising awareness and fighting your corner hard. Go recall your bad politicians. Go take back your school board. Go tell your school principal she's all crazy if she's making your kids mask because that's a fiction that can turn fatal. And when your basketball player goes down, you're going to damn well wish you'd taken a stand against the mask before he had a heart attack, heart attack, not after, not after. That's really what we need to be doing. So Lee, where do uh, people find you if they need your help or where can they get your services or where can they donate to your cause? Or where can they hear you speak coming up? Um, I will be at Clay Clark's event this coming Saturday, which I believe is December 11th. It's a three-day one. It's in Dallas, Texas. I don't think it's quite sold out yet. It's 99% sold out, but I get your tickets now. Six tickets was- left last time I checked. Six. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All right. Get in there quick, guys. Quick is the order of the day. But I'm speaking around four o'clock, and then it's uh, Clay Clark's wife, Vanessa, a pastor, General Flynn, and I heard one of the Trump family might be coming to speak after me. So I'm closing it out. Yeah. So that's that's where you can find me next. I'll be there all three days. But uh, so if you want me to sign your hat or glasses, I can do that on uh, Friday or Saturday or Friday or Thursday. But I'll be speaking Saturday night just before all the big hitters. And um, if you want to find me, uh, the best way to find me now is leedundas.com because I'm censored everywhere else most of the time. That's L-E-I-G-H-D-U-N-D-A-S.com. From there, you can donate. You can also, from that website, jump to my nonprofit website, which is citizens-rights.org. And uh, that's both plural, citizens-rights.org. All the letters I've written to school boards are up there. Make use of them. Um, I I didn't go to school and spend almost 30 years practicing law so that I could keep all my little, you know, marbles to myself. Go use them to fight down tyranny in your corner. Uh, You can also reach out to me at my email, lee, L-E-I-G-H dot E-S-Q at gmail.com. But yeah, feel free to reach out. Feel free to make use of the stuff I do. Feel free to follow me on social media. This is how we raise awareness. I'm grateful to uh, all of our freedom fighters for what they're doing. And uh, as of the last two weeks, we're winning. That nationwide walkout was the pivot point. Uh, you blue collar boys, you know who you are. You deserve all the thanks. I was just your microphone. And when the FTC comes out two weeks later and says, how come the shelves are bare? That's your win. Don't listen to mainstream media. They're, they're, uh, they're crazy people. But the FTC knows the time of the day. You made those shelves bare. Um, and again, you know, nobody's going to starve, but uh, we all need to lose the COVID uh, freshman 15. And now we get a chance to do both. It's so crazy, too, how many people didn't know about that, and that's all part of it. But we'll get I'm sure they'll get into that. I, I kind of can't wait. Uh, we'll be in Dallas as well, so we'll see you in Dallas. Yeah, uh, we've got a booth, so come by, come we'll on by. Booth. We're, we're going to be uh, we're going to try our hand at live streaming, but we'll definitely be recording while we're there. So we'll do a little, Sweet. you know, little 10 minute interviews with people, things like that. So so come on by. Um, you know, we're we're a part of the Red Pill Project with Josh as well. So we're hopefully our our media booths are going to be close together. So, you know, you can you can hit us both up at the same time. So he's actually a, a cousin of mine, like eight generations back. We found that out <laughs> after the fact, after we met in Tulsa and started talking genetics. And turns out that he and I are related. Um, yeah, we we share a great, 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 great 
great grandmother. So anyway, um, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, it's a small the whole world. thing about six degrees of separation is absolutely true. I will well, hit you all up. I'll be doing the media circuit there. I'm sure as well speaking. And uh, I can't wait. These are these little events. Um, they're not just like rah, rah, feel good. They give people actual concrete data by which to educate themselves and arm themselves and don't don't mistake where we're at. We're at war, and information is your new bullet. You need to you need to get the information so you know how to stay safe and know what to do. And these these events are one of the primary ways to do that. So I can't wait to see you guys in a few days' time. Yes, we're so excited, and and we are at war. And the war isn't just it's not between Republicans and Democrats or black and white or religion or whatever it is. The the war right now is between good and evil. That's that's where we're yep. at. And and you know like I. We met Josh and we found out we're related and, you know, we've come in touch with all of these new awesome people. And and it's not just happenstance. It's not just it's not even just fate. It's God bringing us all together, you know, bring us together to fight together because we're stronger together. We have to stay on the line together because if we try and do it on our own, we're going to fail every single time. We have to join forces. We You have to pick a side. And you're right. You, you got to pick a side. Are you going to be... Are you going to pick the, the, the hard she, road, but the good road, or are you going to pick the easy road of compliance? That's the evil road. The easy, the easy road ends at Auschwitz, guys. So uh, it's easier to do the hard road earlier and the, the easy road. It's a, it's a one-way road straight to hell. And you sell your soul in the interim, and you don't leave this place uh, a better place for our kids. And so for me, it's it's never an option. It's never a contest. I know you feel that way. I know a lot of the people listening feel that way. But but we got to we gotta hold the line, and we're doing it. And, um, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And when you said people are really coming together, I don't know if you saw, but there's a four-minute clip. Are we live? Can, yeah. There's a four minute mini movie on my Facebook. I'm, I'm briefly out of Facebook jail. And if you go back, um, maybe five days ago now I posted it, but it's a four minute recap of, uh, the success of the nationwide walkout that's on there. Go check it out. But one of the things we did Thursday was we had a rally in San Francisco. They were so scared of us. They shut every exit down off the golden gate bridge, but we had BLM greater New York there with proud boys. We had gay people, straight people. We had black, black, brown, white, red, yellow. We had native Americans from South Dakota closing us out with a peace prayer and tribal drumming routine. I mean, it was insane. When you see BLM and Proud Boys this far apart and they're not knifing each other and they're not killing each other literally, they're actually standing united against the mandate, you know that that we're starting to win this and people can actually see what tyranny looks like and unite over that one point, which is we're against government tyranny. And we're there now. And God bless Biden for uh, for uniting all us disparate folks, right? It's the only thing I can Seriously, agree on that's- the one thing he did. He brought us all together. He's, he's done us a favor. Yeah. Exactly. He kind of took our, our megaphone away from us. Well, we appreciate having you on, madame. And uh, yes. we will definitely post that. Uh, we, we both got kicked off of Facebook. so. But uh, you actually <laughs> sent it to me a while back, and we were having some recording issues at the time, but I think we've got that fixed. So now we figured out how to record with Zoom and OBS at the same time. So we, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. play it. Yeah, we'll play it um, right here. I'm, I'm just looking for it right now. Well, at the I end. I don't have it in here. But uh, either way, we hey, just, yeah. I know your time's important, and I know you got to go. So uh, we told you we'd have you off in, a, in an hour. We're about six minutes over right now. But we really appreciate you coming on look forward to seeing you again meeting you again because we've already met you once we actually met you down in tampa the first time then we met you again in tulsa and now we're going to see you again in dallas yeah it's amazing so can't wait we will see you then and uh we appreciate you coming on again and we appreciate your time thank you very much ma'am thank you so much thanks for the platform i'll see you in a few days and hopefully all your listeners too you got (laughs) it all righty all right we appreciate it thanks lee thanks lee bye Bye. have a good day bye you too
So, yeah, there you go, folks. Uh, Lee Dundas. Uh, hold on one second. I got to kill this one. Boop. There it is. There it's we go. On. All right. So, folks, Lee there you amazing. go. Lee is amazing. Lee is amazing. And as we talked about before, uh, we will see her in Dallas. Uh, we're going to try and interview her down there as well. Uh, we're, we'll post a link to this uh, video. Or we'll put it in our Telegram chat. So that way you can look it up. Uh, real quick, though, shout out to MyPillow um, and all the folks at MyPillow. We had a tremendous, I, I guess, Black Friday. Had a, You yeah. guys, not really just a shout-out to them, but a shout-out to you all as well, our listeners, because you guys kicked ass. Apparently, you guys took our word on it. You went out, bought some MyPillow stuff. We really appreciate it. Uh, you guys did some a bang-up job. So if you haven't gone on MyPillow yet and ordered you some MyPillow stuff, uh, again, go on MyPillow. Use... Uh, promo code defiant and you will save up to 66% off your order. Uh, you get the, my pillow, uh, slippers, uh, the, my slipper, the mattress toppers, the pillows, uh, the sheets, the pillows. He just came out with, uh, um, robes. I was like, uh, I don't even know what I'm going to do with them now. I don't even, there's so much <laughs> stuff there. So folks go out there. Mypillow.com too. I was, I was shopping on there last night. He's got pajama sets, which I did not buy us pajamas. We have enough pajamas already, but, um, I mean, I bought slippers for the whole family cause everyone needs slippers. They are, they're, they're not even slippers. They're all day shoes. Just don't get them too close to the fire like I did because you'll melt the rubber yeah. soles. Um, but uh, but they're amazing. They're so comfortable. Like I put on regular sneakers and after five minutes, I'm like, okay, this is terrible. I need to put my slippers back on. So folks, again, go to MyPillow.com and save up to 66% on your order by using promo code Defiant. We also have, um, we also had Dr. Stella. Uh, and Dr. Sherwood, we had Dr. Sherwood on this morning. So again, Sherwood, uh, forward slash, uh, uh, Sherwood, Sherwood dot TV, TV forward slash Patriot party. And that will save you up to uh, 10% on your order. Also get you his free ebook and it'll save, uh, it'll save up 10% on your order of any supplements or any drugs. He, he, he also has ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, just like Dr. Stella, Dr. Stella.com, uh, or D R S T E L L A.com. Is that right? drstellamd.com or drstellamd.com and that will uh you'll save up to five percent on your order there your teledoc visit both hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin better to have and not need than need and not have folks and go it get really you some works and throw it in the box your own shit box just in case when everything goes pear-shaped you have a way out you have something to protect you and you have drugs to keep you healthy not only that you can help your family out if they don't believe you you can pump it out to them send some up to them and let them find out for themselves and turn them one at a time because trust me when you turn them that is a bigger win than actually just talking them to death about it uh also can't forget Cultural Life 1972, our first and uh, sponsor. And uh, again, folks, you did a great thing there helping her out. Go out, Cultural Life 1972. Great clothes if you want to feel good about the clothes you're wearing or that your wife's wearing or that your daughter's wearing. Go get some Cultural Life 1972. Use the promo code uh, DEFIANT and you can save up to 10% on your order. No, Patriot Party. Or Patriot on Party, sorry. Life. Yeah, pa Patriot Party on Cultural Life. Use uh, promo code Patriot Party and you can save up 10% on your order. Uh, t shirts, dresses, all sorts of stuff on there. Guys, we're kind of shit out of luck with just t shirts. But girls, it'll come. it'll come eventually. Girls have all sorts of good stuff on there. So if you want your daughter to feel good about the clothes she's wearing and support a really good cause, uh, they were out there doing yeoman's work uh, this last week uh, for the. Uh, cultural life rally there outside the Supreme court for the Dobbs case that was going on in uh, DC. We're still waiting for an outcome on that, but we're really hoping that one works out. And our newest sponsor, uh, this is coastal marsh designs. And I told you all that, uh, when I got their stuff, I would show you, we finally got some of their stuff. And this, um, 
they made for me and for V. Lynn. Uh, it's upside down. It sure is. Look at that. And uh, this is the type of work they do. They do pretty much anything. So if you want something done, you just send them a picture, and we will be hanging this up. Uh, it will go behind us in our new studio once we get off our war footing. It'll hang right there in the middle of our studio so everybody can see it. But uh, let's go, Brandon. Uh, they made this for me. My buddy actually did one for uh, out of mahogany for my other buddy, and it uh, came out looking fantastic. I'm one of the guys that likes the burnt wood look, so I asked him to do a burnt wood one for me. We've got to do some highlights so you can see the letters better, but it is amazing. He does great work. Uh, guy does a lot of woodworking, so if you want to get some woodworking done, go to Coastal Marsh Designs. At no, Coastal Marsh Customs. Or Coastal Marsh Customs at gmail.com. And uh, use uh, the promo code Defiant, and you'll save 17% off your order. Um, and uh, just tell him that we sent you. And uh, with your order, you know, he's going he's gonna to hook you up. He ships all over the country. So if you need something done and you live somewhere else, send him an email, send him a picture. Um, he can also send you some of the work he's done, show you some of the stuff he's done in the past. He's coming up with a website. It's taken him a little bit, but he's working on the website and the design for the website, but it's coming. So folks get out there, get it done. You'll be amazed. It's, it's freaking outstanding. That's all I can tell you. Uh, so get out there, give him a hand, help him out again, a Patriot. He is a veteran. Um, he'll hook up you veterans as well. Uh, if you call him, let him know you're a veteran. Uh, that's all good stuff. So folks hook him up. I'm telling you, check him out. He's got some really good designs out there. If you send him a picture, he can pretty much do it for you. Other than that. I think that's it. I think we covered everything. Yeah, we're going to be on, um, well, by the time this comes out. We well, will have already been yeah, on. We're going to be on uh, Forbidden Knowledge News tonight. Um, so, And I think those post pretty quick, so that'll probably be out tomorrow. He's a few hours behind us. So You're going to have to check it on uh, Rockfin, I believe, is where he posts to. Yeah, well, he's also on uh, the Audible's on Apple Pods okay, and whatnot, because that's where I've been listening. So, um, And uh, and we were going to talk about Templars, but I listened to the last couple of his episodes, and uh, the, the theme seems to be something that, that we've been experiencing ourselves. So I think we're going to kind of do a... A replay of the New York Patriot episode, if you were, along with some Templar stuff, because it actually all kinds of fit together. Yeah, it does. It really does. So we'll go into Templars and RH negative and and um, angel experiences, and it, it should be very interesting. So not our normal news um, or our normal interviews, more like uh, more the conspiracy. Yeah, realm, more the fun stuff, but but not really conspiracy because it's actually all true. So uh, it's just. Most people don't know about it. So that's it. Other than that, uh, we'll be in Dallas this weekend, as yep. we spoke about with Lee. So we'll be there. We'll start broadcasting on Thursday. Um, so we'll have content all week because uh, we'll push stuff out on Thursday from the uh, – well, we'll push stuff out on Friday from what's going on on Thursday in Dallas. Same thing Saturday and Sunday. And, uh, yeah, so busy, busy, busy week. So, folks – uh, without any further ado, I'm, I'm not going to take yep, it. Yeah, I'm not going to take it. All right, y'all have a good night, and we will uh, talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Yeah.